this time on Sustainability Radio. For all you audiophiles, we've got Mike Burrell's most recent update. And we also talked to Julia Jack, Chief Marketing Officer at Mercury, about their new COSY program and how it lines up with their values. Hi, and welcome back. This week, I wanted to welcome the new members that have joined us since the start of the year. AIA, ASB Bank, Hiringa Energy, the Human Resource Institute of New Zealand, Kiwi Bank, Mondelay New Zealand, and Otago Polytechnic. A huge vote of thanks to those seven organisations for joining the SBC. This confirms that sustainability is even more important in these turbulent times. And to our existing members who have been with us on this journey longer, thank you for your ongoing support. Our community is our strength. Please make our new members feel welcome. Sadly, we've had some members leave us recently. We understand times are tough for some people and some businesses, and we hope to see you back again when things get better. In the meantime, please do stay in touch. The other thing I wanted to talk about were those members that have been with us for a very long time, and particularly today I wanted to talk a bit about Toyota, because it's a very sad week for us this week, uh, with Alistair, our previous chair, who's retiring from Toyota. And I'd like to say a huge vote of thanks to uh, Alistair for all of the work that he's done over the many years that he's been with uh, SBC, but particularly from me personally for the enormous assistance he gave to me over the last number of months, helping me settle into the role. All the best for the future for you, Alistair, and looking forward to catching up with you in the next few weeks. Um, I'd also like to talk about uh, what you can expect when you become a new member. And initially what we do is we do some onboarding and you'll be in touch with Pravin, who is our membership uh, manager. He'll be talking to you about what it means to be a member, what you can get from that membership, and how you can make sure that your voice is well represented within what we do. And a really important part of that are the stories that we tell about your companies. You'll see that on this vlog, we often mention uh, our, our members, but also, of course, in Pānui, we do a lot of profiling. If you are interested in being profiled, whether it's in um, Pānui or whether it's as one of our videos, uh, please let us know. Always very, very, very happy to profile our companies. The other thing that I'd like to talk about today is uh, the sort of sustainability aspirations that we are setting out within our strategy. One of the things that you'll find that's part of belonging to this family is that we, we walk the talk. And one of the things that we like to do, to do when members are first joining up is to talk about how you can achieve a lot more through relatively simple things. And one of those is putting together a sustainability strategy. And this week, um, a global sustainability strategy is being launched by one of our members, L'Oreal. That's just one example of many of our members who put in place these very practical strategies that allow them to reach their sustainability targets. And for our new members, we'll be talking to you about how you might want to go about and do a similar thing. Very last thing is to talk about our annual council meeting, which this, this year will be on the 19th of August. We'll be hosting it here in Wellington, and that's to uh, coincide with an election uh, uh, meeting that will be occurring the day before, which I think many of the CEOs will be attending. Please do come along to it. We'll be having a business breakfast starting off at 8 o'clock in the morning, and that'll be followed up with our ACM. Looking forward to seeing you all there. All the best for the week. Well, today I'm joined by Mercury's Chief Marketing Manager, Julia Jack, to talk about the Cozy Home Initiative. Julia, thank you very much for joining us. First of all, why did Mercury launch the Cozy program? 
Um, so we have had COSY in the works for um, a little while now, and really the purpose of it is to um, help everybody to be able to find, prioritize, and then actually implement the right solutions so that everyone can have warmer, drier, um, and healthier homes. So it probably won't be a surprise um, to anybody to know that cold and damp housing is still a major problem in New Zealand. 55% um, of houses, in fact, um, lack adequate insulation. And obviously that can have a major impact on people's health and well-being. So we actually support a number of initiatives that help more vulnerable households to have healthier homes, including the Starship um, Healthy Homes Initiative. They're a big partner of ours. Um, but through that work, we identified that there was this more general need for everybody um, to have resources where they could actually understand what the solutions were that were available for their homes, be able to get a kind of idea of what would be the thing that they should do first, because there's a whole bunch of different things um, that, you, that you could be doing, and then also be able to take that straight through into actually being able to buy and, and put in place the solutions. So that's really where, where Cozy came from. So um, could you talk us through very quickly how the program actually works? Uh, yeah, so how Cozy works is it's basically a um, four-step process and the first two steps um, are done digitally and that's really about taking the hassle and the confusion so you can go right through from consultation to installation and as I say you can do a lot of that online. The first step is an online assessment. Um, basically you put in a lot of um, information about your house and how you live currently and some of that information is actually pre-populated based on what we can get um, from council data, so publicly available data. Once you put in as much of that information as you can, you'll get a prioritized recommendation on the solutions that are right for your home. And you'll get that in order of what the, uh, what the things are that will make the biggest difference for you first. And that could be anything from something as simple as installing a bathroom fan um, through to putting in insulation or ventilation systems. Then the second part, which also happens online, is we will be able to give you um, an idea of what the cost of implementing those solutions might be and also whether you um, would potentially qualify for any of the subsidies that are available. So the main one um, is the ECA subsidy. So we'd be able to tell you based on information you've given us whether we think you would qualify for that subsidy. Step three would be to get a free in-home consultation if you wanted to go, um, if you wanted to continue um, on the journey. Um, so someone from our partner, uh, Greenside, would come out and actually give you an in-home consultation, confirm that those recommendations that you've received from the online assessment are actually the right ones for you and confirm what that cost would look like. And then obviously, if you want to go to the final step, um, Greenside will also um, be able to install those solutions for you. Okay, so you talked us through a little bit about what uh, Greenside and ECA actually do there, but what do you think makes that such a, a valuable partnership? Yeah, so I think um, probably shared values are obviously very important. We are all equally um, passionate about creating those drier, warmer, healthier homes um, for New Zealanders. Um, and we did send that also into that other partnership that I mentioned with Starship. We're very passionate about that as well. And obviously that has a big impact on the health of kids and how many kids they see um, coming into the hospital. So that definitely starts with those shared values. But then I think, you know, proven capability, a trusted brand, and Greenside already do a lot of government contracts and a partnership where we can bring different strengths to the party. Obviously, our strength is not installing ventilation 
um, systems, <laughs> but we do have um, access to a large number of customers and prospective customers that we can talk to about the importance of, um, of having a warm, dry, healthy home. So I think marrying the strengths we have around customer relationships and marketing with the strengths that some of those partners have around actually being able to implement those solutions um, and help customers with, in Ica's case, with the subsidies for those solutions um, really brings together some different strengths. Okay, how, how does this all tie into sustainability and why is sustainability so important to Mercury? Well, so obviously um, for us, we're probably quite different to a number of businesses in, in terms of what we actually do and what we actually make is an incredible part of New Zealand's um, sustainability story. So obviously we generate 100% um, renewable um, electricity and we promote ele electric transport so heavily because we know it's one of the most important things we can do as a country to reduce our carbon emissions. So that whole um, sustainability for New Zealand is very much at the heart of kind of everything we do. Um, we have a great advantage versus other countries overall because even um, aside from us being 100% renewable, at an overall level, we are generating 80% renewable electricity. And obviously that's really important for transport, but it's also very important as that fuel in people's homes. But to really leverage that benefit, we also wanna make sure that people are energy efficient. Um, it's a great advantage that we have as a country, but it's not a great advantage to you as an individual if 40% of that heat is escaping out your windows because you don't have um, proper insulated curtains in place. So we, we really wanna make sure that we are giving people all the right elements to have that full sustainable cost effective lifestyle. So it's not just about what's good for the environment, it's also about what's good for you as an individual and something that's affordable for you as well. Uh, obviously this year COVID-19 has had quite a significant uh, impact on business operations around the world. Uh, how has that impacted uh, Mercury and is sustainability still at the heart of what you do and what have you perhaps learned from COVID-19? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, I think for us, I would summarize the impact of COVID-19 in terms of it's just made us um, kind of even more, given us even more impetus around the mission that we already had. So as I said, renewable electricity at the heart of everything we do, our mission is energy freedom. Um, that's all about freeing New Zealand from the financial and environmental impacts of foreign fossil fuels. It's what gets us um, out of bed in the morning. Um, that's why we've had the big focus on electric transport. And I think coming out of COVID-19, um, we see two things that we think are really important to push on even harder. Um, the first is that people have been getting out and, and about more on things like bikes. Um, and we want to, we see that as a real opportunity to continue to push the electric bike story as a viable alternative uh, method of transport. We've just supported um, big street bikers to install the first e-bike charging infrastructure um, down in Christchurch so that people have places all around the city where they can charge their e-bikes if they're commuting to work or um, commuting and even to school. Um, so that's um, the first one. I think it, it puts even more impetus behind the electric electrification of transport story. And we've seen also people coming out, all the research says, people coming out with an even greater desire to be more self-sustainable and to see us be more sustainable as a country. So again, we think obviously renewable electricity has such a key role to play in that. Um, and the second thing I think is back on the warm, healthy homes 
um, push coming off the back of COVID-19, those people who were already more vulnerable um, because they were living in damp, cold conditions are actually even more vulnerable because of COVID-19. Those are the same people who are more at risk as a result of COVID-19. So it was already very important and it's become even more important that we continue to promote the idea of warm, dry, healthy homes and give people access to the solutions that will enable them to have those. Yeah, completely agree. Um, on the electric bike movement, I think it's a lot bigger in Wellington than it is in Auckland, but because you see quite a few people using them to, to cheat their way up hills around here, but honestly, a, a huge well, number of people around here using them at the moment. Interestingly, Wellington is one of the places that big street bikers are looking at next um, in terms of putting in that infrastructure, and I think you're absolutely right. I think Wellington Council have been... Um, very keen <laughs> to get that in as well. And, and again, one of, the, one of the few good things that's come out of the COVID-19 crisis is that, that we have seen a real uptick in people looking for those alternative modes of transport. Interesting. Um, so going forward, what role do you see Mercury playing in sustainable business? So I think um, we wanna continue to kind of lead the way um, we want to, um, obviously, we're already carbon um, positive, so we want to encourage other businesses to, to be the same. We really want to lead the way on encouraging businesses to convert their fleets to electric transport. We've been doing that um, for, for some time now, but we want to continue um, that story and continue to kind of be prepared to share the journey that we've been on and the lessons that we've learned. Um, we've now got our fleet to 70% electric, so you can even see from that number that you know, there are still um, opportunities for us to go further, but we're really keen to help businesses who are trying to go on that journey um, around the lessons that we've learned and the experiences that we've had. Tell us a little bit about how you approach storytelling in terms of your, your sustainable initiatives. Yeah, so um, this is kind of an interesting one, and I do get asked this one quite often because obviously um, our brand story is all about... Um, trying to bring the, the, the whole idea of renewable energy and what an advantage it is to life for people and show people how wonderful it can be. Um, so for me, it really comes down to um, kind of three key elements. First of all, your story about, about sustainability has to be credible. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of cynicism now about greenwashing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it, it has to be something that's really genuine and quite purpose-led. And again, for us, you know, that's why this, we focus on renewable electricity because that's what we produce. Um, so it's a, a story that we can very, very um, credibly um, tell. Um, I think you have to make it real for people as well. So again, um, to use the electricity story as an example, we can't just go out and tell people, oh, renewable energy is wonderful. We actually have to show people. So something like an electric bike is a really real thing that everyone can understand and, and, and shows people um, how renewable electricity can make a difference in terms of getting um, the, the gas guzzlers um, off the streets. Um, and then the third thing is I think it has to be really relevant for people so that it, it is the old what's in it for me. So it has to be something that people can implement themselves that is affordable for them. And again, that was why we put a lot of focus, not just on electric vehicles, um, but also on things like electric bikes. And same with Cozy, a lot of focus on giving you a prioritized list of recommendations because we appreciate that not everybody can go out tomorrow and you know, install insulation and double glaze their house and put in a ventilation system. As I say, for some people, they might just be able to take that first step of um, putting in a, a, a fan in the bathroom or a fan in the kitchen. 
It's really interesting. I, I remember a couple of years ago talking to uh, Fraser uh, Winneray and um, Joan, Joan Withers about uh, their EVs. Um, and they basically said exactly that, that they were using them to set the example for the staff and for New Zealand about how feasible these things were. Um, I guess another element of uh, the credibility stuff is measuring or reporting on progress. How do you guys do that? Yeah, so we, are, we um, very much follow the integrated reporting framework. Um, and as part of that, we firmly believe that sustainability is something that is integrated throughout that. It's not a... Um, it's not a completely separate thing. I'll say something more about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. um, but we have, the, you know, we identify the things, what we call what matters most. Um, and we have five pillars. So we have commercial, customer, um, partnerships, um, people, and Kaiti Akitanga. So Kaiti Akitanga is obviously the one that is most closely um, focused um, on sustainability. Yeah, and a lot of that is about our long-term commitment to the Waikato catchment and what we need to do there around the river and the environment. But it's also focused on um, what we need to do as a business um, to make sure that we are doing the right things to offset our carbon emissions. Um, and so we, as well as obviously, we are a 100% renewable generator, but we do um, generate emissions as part of our operations. Um, for about nine years now, we've been buying forestry units to make sure that we are more than offsetting the emissions that we are creating um, through our operations. So we report on all of that through um, obviously our annual reporting um, and everything else. But as I say, we very much believe that um, I think most businesses are in a place where they don't see sustainability as an or. So they don't think, oh, we can be profitable and successful as a business mm. or we can be sustainable. Mm. Um, but I think it's beyond even seeing it as an and. So I think there's still people that would, would think, oh, we can be you know, successful and profitable and sustainable. Whereas we think we can be profitable and successful because we're sustainable. And we very much see sustainability as being a key driver for long-term value um, for Mercury as a business. Absolutely. And I think the research is really starting to, to back that up and, and suggesting that the, the companies that implement sustainability are actually a lot more successful because they have a longer term view. Um, yeah. And it's great to see you uh, incorporating co concepts like kaitiakitanga um, and a holistic sort of worldview. Um, final question for today. How does uh, SBC membership help Mercury? Yeah, so I think it's just giving us that um, that forum's not the right word, but giving us that network um, mm. where we can continue to advocate for the things that we think are really going to make a difference and try and help businesses um, on that journey. Um, but on the other side of that, also being able to hear from other businesses um, what experiences they're having and what initiatives they're implementing and actually learning um, from those businesses as well. Because, you know, we're obviously very passionate about electrification of transport being, being you know, one of the keys but we also know that we don't have all the answers. <laughs> so it's very important to have that network where we can share those experiences and those learnings. That's great, Julia, Jack, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Dane.